just jumping in really quickly at the start of today's episode to tell you about some upcoming opportunities to see us live in the flesh. And you can see us live at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival 2024. We are doing three live podcasts on Sundays at 3.30 at Basement Comedy Club, April 7, 14 and 21. You can get tickets at dogoonpod.com. Matt, you're also doing some shows around the country. That's right. I'm doing shows with Saren Jaimana, who's been on the show before. We're going to be in Perth in January, Adelaide in February, Melbourne through the festival in April and then Brisbane after that. I'm also doing Who Knew It's in Perth and Adelaide. Uh, details for all that stuff at mattstewartcomedy.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Now on with the show, live from Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Hello, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, welcome down to Do Go On, our first show live at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. How you doing? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So good to see you all. Now, my name is Dave Warnke, and uh, I'm just one humble third of the show. Would you please go crazy? For the better half of the show, they are two beautiful people, the Sass Twins themselves. Please give it up for the two and only, Jess Perkins and Matt Stewart. What a pleasure. Hello. So good to be here. All right. Dave looked at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? You don't feel good to be here, Dave? No, the rapturous applause was so loud, I was like, what the fuck is Matt saying? Over there? <laughs> like, uh, do you say it's good to be here? Yeah. Yeah. It is good to be here. Okay, right. just relaying right. that in case you couldn't hear that either. So, Guys, I'm just wanting to say it's, it's good to be here. Um, <laughs> I got claps. Fuck you! Yes! Yeah. Yes! Give me a round of applause if you feel good to be here. <laughs> Thank you very much. Great to be here. Um, it's... It is. So it someone just say it's good to be here. <laughs> Great. Well. Well, how? Well, look. Well, now we've heard his opinion. How's everyone? You. You're great. great. Oh, well, well, you got you got outdid there, sir. Um, <laughs> how are you going to beat great? Good luck. No, I'm pretty good. Oh, pretty fuck. good. All right. No, no, no. But she's honest. Yeah. And I like that. I is anyone feeling pretty shit? Good. That's good. <laughs> That's good. There we go. Good. Bottle it up. <laughs> so I'm fine. Uh, so Jess has already started drinking, so that's good. Good sign for the show. Yeah. Matt, abstaining because you are reporting today, which I appreciate. Yeah, yeah. I never drink and report. You know that. <laughs> I know that about me. That's one of the, the things. The unspoken rule. But but oh Jesus. Did you nearly fall off the chair? No, I just I, I ran out of momentum in that sentence. And um, that's I good because you're doing gibberish. most of the talking today. Yes. So that's good, isn't it? We're talking um, earlier because Matt and I are obviously the Sass twins, um, but Dave and I don't really have a title when it's Matt's report. Um, so, Dave, what what can we be? Uh, babe, bros. Don't touch me. Okay. <laughs> um, babe, I mean, bros. Look, I know that would have looked a bit weirder because as I was looking at you, I said babe and I started leaning in. Babe. I think I, think I saved it with bros. <laughs> I didn't say it. What, what, okay, what do no, you No, 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 babe bros it is. All right, let's do it. How do babe bros op- operate? Because sass twins are sassy. What the fuck are babe bros? Just a lot of this. Yeah. Do we call him babe a lot too? <laughs> babe, do go on. <laughs> he hated that! 
days. Uh, Matt, what about you and I? Do we have a duo name? Sick. No. <laughs> Remember, we said no more C words. Yeah. But Jesse, Jesse, you're doing a lot of shooting down here with not putting out true, any of your own true, ideas. True, true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the supportive buddies. <laughs> babe bros it is. Okay. okay. Um. We're all babe bros and it is babe and good to be here at the uh, European uh, Beer Cafe. Now, uh, give us a round of applause if you've ever heard the podcast before. <laughs> Now, give us a slightly more awkward applause if you've never heard the podcast before. That's okay. That's all right. Tentative. Tentative applause. And, and that's fine because you'd expect us to pick on you. That's fine. It welcome. This is a safe place. I feel like that is either the highest ratio of people have heard the show before or some of you are fucking lying. That, <laughs> is, that could be happening right now. But anyway, if you haven't heard the show before, what's going to happen here is one of us this week, Matt, is going to uh, do a report on a topic that the other two... The Bay Bros here have no idea what it's going to be about. And uh, Matt, have you have you prepared a question to get us onto said yes, topic? Yes, I have. Uh, Look, it yes. sounds like you haven't prepared a question. No, 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 no that was me playing it up. No, actually, I just wanted to say because you know, last time, ooh, hello. <laughs> no, last ooh. time I did a live report, um, I ended up doing. I misjudged a little bit and did a really sad. <laughs> Report for Christmas, Christmas what, what time. Was the, what was the title of that episode? The five saddest murders around <laughs> Christmas ever. No, it was the five Christmas time m- mysteries that just happened to be oh, sad. Like, so I want to reinforce that mysteries. Like, like I'd accidentally misremembered the title of the show. I do remember that it was called that, but it was very, very sad. Anyway, <laughs> so any, anyway, this time around, I'm like, I'm only going to put up because we get these uh, choices voted on, right? So I'm like, I'm going to put up three. Happy and joyous topics, right? So they have to choose that, right? So I put up three happy and joyous topics. Um, <laughs> okay. Mm. Yeah, like, I thought I did, but I actually put up two happy um, <laughs> and joyous topics and one, one kind of sad fucked one. And, um, I wonder sa- which one they voted for. <laughs> uh, about 80% uh, went, for the, <laughs> went, for the, went for the sad death. Sad death. So, eighty percent with a twenty percent margin of error. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of life lovers uh, on our Patreon, apparently. But anyway, so the question this week—it's only vague. Any any patrons in? Anyone vote on this topic? <laughs> it's a resounding nah. <laughs> nah, I checked with all the others. Nah. So the question this week—it's only vaguely related to the topic. It is because it. You don't won't know the topic, I don't think. The question is, which state in America was bought off the Russians in 1876? Dave. I reckon Dave will Dave. probably know. So, Jess, I want you to have a go. Okay. <laughs> oh, you genuinely want me to have yeah. a guess? I mean, there's only 50 to choose from. <laughs> Did you know there were 50? <laughs> oh, is that true? 51, that is absolutely untrue. <laughs> Because I will be in the cold, cold ground before I recognise Missouri. <laughs> Simpson, already in, already in Simpson. Yeah. All right. Dave, do you have any idea? Uh, no, just just say. No, say I don't want to guess. Can you? Are you worried that you will say Los Angeles yeah. or something? Yeah. Go on, Dave. Do you know? Let's just move it, on. I mean, is it Alaska? Yes. All right. <laughs> so is the, it? Yes. So the. This I mean, it's the one that Sarah Palin can see from her house. Yes. What, I mean, her house is in Alaska. <laughs> so, of course, she can see. Of course, she can uh, see. Factually I mean, accurate, she just, uh, she just comedically look, flawed. Okay. <laughs> look down at her feet and she can see it, yes. I bet she can see Russia from her house. Fuck. The 51st state, am I right? <laughs> so, this, uh, this week's episode is about uh, uh, an American wildlife photographer named Carl McCunn. Who died? Sorry, uh, one more time. One more time for the name. Carl Sur- surname specifically. McCunn. 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 Okay. I, I think I'm starting to realise why they b- voted for this one. Uh, <laughs> McCunny. All right. That's so pretty good. Uh, you bloody funny McCunny. That's good. That's, that's fun. That's fun. Wow, Stop. look at that already. We're having fun. 
so, and he, he hasn't he... even died yet. <laughs> and that's when it really kicks in. All right. So he will die? Uh, yes. Spoilers. We'll all die, Dave. Um, <laughs> You're spoiling my life as well. Uh, no, the topic's called The Death of Carl McCunn. Yeah, right. <laughs> and when you, when you put that in the hat, you thought, great, there's three happy suggestions for everyone. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? I need something else happy and cheerful Look, for our be, live show. I mean, I only, only, only browsed it. I only very briefly skimmed through, um, and it sounded like And the fun. word death didn't yeah. give it away at all. So you, mean, you skimmed through the title. Yeah. <laughs> the McCunn. All right, yeah, I'm in. Carl is a great name. Okay. All right, well, let's see how you can bury this so show this, in the ground. This is the story of his demise in the inhospitable... <laughs> Alaskan wild. Seems like you uh, skimmed through that word as well. <laughs> I said all the important bits. You knew what I meant. Uh, so this cheerful topic was suggested by listener Matt Douche. <laughs> uh, Matt Douche in tonight. He's from the south of England. It'd be a, it'd be a bloody know. good episode. Never know. It would be fucking impressive. <laughs> Jeez, not just imp- that guy. Really would have been impressed, but no, not to be. Sorry about that. <laughs> So let's talk about... I would love to talk more about Matt Douche, but I don't know anything about him. Uh, let's talk about Carl Funny McCunny. Jeez, that's disrespectfully died not that long ago. Um, I, I'd just like to ask the audience, are you familiar with the work of Mc, Funny McCunny? No any any McCunny heads in? <laughs> Sorry to do all the cliche call and response stuff early. I say McCunny, you say... <laughs> <laughs> Born in West Germany, uh, while his dad, Donovan McCunny, McCunn, uh, was... <laughs> ..was serving there in the US Army, Carl grew up in San Antonio. I've skipped a lot there, anyway. He, was, he grew up in Texas, doesn't matter. Let's get to the death. He served... <laughs> ..served in the US Navy for about four years after he got through college. How long is the death going to be? Nah, look... <laughs> a 45-minute long death. Matt's going to act it out. By the 1970s, he'd moved to Alaska. Oh, topical. We were just talking about Alaska. Uh, living in the city... Living in the city of Fairbanks. Show, the people who don't know showbiz won't realise that I set that all up. <laughs> he winked at me. It's so good because before we walked out, Matt went, I'm feeling a bit flat. <laughs> and I went, I reckon you'll be right once you're out there. Uh, to give you a picture of uh, Mr. McCartney, uh for those of you who don't know what he looks like, anyone here not know? <laughs> uh, he, had, he had curly, reddish blonde hair, and he was a big unit, standing about six foot two tall and about 110 kilos. So big, big man. <laughs> I really, I really want you guys to picture him before you get sad about him dying. I want you to, <laughs> I want you to feel some attachment, some yeah. connection to yeah. our man McCunny. Uh, as well as his Navy experience, he also was a reasonably skilled outdoorsman. And in 1976, he spent about five months living solo uh, in the tough Alaskan wilderness. Um, so he was, he was no chump. He, was, he knew what he was doing out there. Uh, and he was pr- pretty familiar with the area, right? Where he ended what? up dying. <laughs> He was familiar with all of Alaska. Yeah. The area. Well, I was... Oh, was the area of Alaska. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> that area. Oh, <laughs> bloody hell. Right, just pay a little bit of attention. A little bit more. In 1981, he was ready for another stint of solo Alaskan outback living. That's what they call it, I think. Thank you. They... The valley he was keen on was so isolated uh, from the outside world that it didn't have a name, and he also had to be flown in. You couldn't get there by... Jeep Wrangler okay, so what? Like <laughs> to be, you know, if you're going to be specific, or other, or any other make, to be honest. What about okay. a Hummer? Hummer. I'll have to check. I didn't look <laughs> that up. I have to check that. What about, a, what about a hovercraft? Oh, getting warmer. Yeah. What about a plane? Yes. Yes. Yeah, definitely okay. a plane. But what do you tell the pilot if you want to go somewhere that doesn't have a name? Yeah, that's tricky. You that just, is tricky. They, you that's... just say the Alaska area. Yeah. You know. Okay, and, right, and I understand now. Okay, and you yeah. wink. You give him a big give old a wink, wink. And he's like, got it. <laughs> Puts he in was the a, coordinates. A guy who knew the area pretty well said, don't go there. Um, there's no migrating animals, and that's what you go on there to photographer. 
Was that a direct quote? Yeah, it's an Alaskan dialect. They I do, do it, it a little differently up there. If I say anything weird, that's why. Um, so, so his pilot, Roger Mayer, dropped him at his campsite on the Nameless Lake in the Nameless Valley as the winter of 1980 to 81 was turning into spring. So they were coming out of, the, out of a long winter and that's when he set down there. He wanted to document the area through his camera lens. He wanted to check out the wildlife and the natural beauties, I guess. <laughs> Just like you two. And he... Um, Dave, quick, look beautiful. <sighs> I didn't have to move. <laughs> I didn't have to move. I did. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, all right, it's going to take a good 10 to 15, so everybody get comfy. (laughs) So so he was there there for for his camera, right? So he brought a bunch of camera gear, uh, also brought 500 rolls of film. This is in the days before digital cameras. That's that's too many. Can you believe it? (laughs) Interesting fact early. That's too many rolls of film. There's a lot of rolls of film. That's a lot of rolls of film. Uh, he also brought a tent. I think that was smart. 1,400 pounds of food, including five-gallon buckets of rice, beans, and wheat, as well as guns with ammunition. Oh, Jesus I think Christ. you, you want to bring both of those. One without the other is <laughs> pretty silly. Uh, so he was well prepared to stay, uh, and he was planning to stay until August, so five, five-ish months again, um, though nothing was set in stone. He didn't have, he didn't have anything locked down as, as an exit date or anything like that. He also kept a journal, um, and it was on loose leaf paper. It ended up being about 100 pages long. So the, most of this report comes from that, that journal. Are you going to do a voice? I don't know. Let's see. Okay. <laughs> let's find out together. Let me know. Let me know if I've done a voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's done a voice. <laughs> the journal was found by Alaska State Troopers next to his body in February the following year. Right. So... Oh, that's the death part. And so completes my report. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so it ended up... He wanted to leave there latish or August, and he was found dead in February. It's a fucking difficult word. Could have been any other month. March, I can do that. Uh, the early... <laughs> Say late. It was late Feb, so it could have been March. Oh, Feb's good as well. I'm going to say Feb if that comes up again. Feb's great. Fucking hell. February. No. Uh, The early diary entries describe animals returning from their winter hibernation with McCunny commenting... (laughs) I'd love to hear his comments on animals. Humans are so out of their modern diet. Where's this guy from again? I don't know what that. Where? It sounded German. like Texas. It sounded like Mr. Bean. It did sound like <laughs> Mr. Bean. Yeah. All right, let me try again. I think this quote needs to be said in a certain voice. Humans are so out of their modern-day <laughs> element in a place like this. So I don't know if that'll follow on, but anyway, I think that's that's how I, that was my read of it. <laughs> it's my interpretation. <laughs> Some sort of valley girl. Yeah, that's he's in the valley. In the unknown valley unknown girl. Valley. He's an unnamed valley girl. Uh, he saw seahawks. No, he didn't. <laughs> he saw hawks. Would have been probably weird for them to be... Anyway, he saw hawks. He saw the Seattle Seahawks gridiron team. <laughs> he saw ravens. He saw a moose splashing around in the lake. Thought about shooting it. <laughs> uh, but with a camera or a gun? You'd think camera... He did do with the camera and he thought about it with a gun, but he couldn't see antlers, so he goes, just in case, it's a woman moose. <laughs> <laughs> just in case, it's a woman who looks incredibly like a moose. I don't shoot women moose. I've always said that. I think everyone should live... Yeah, he genuinely wrote that in his... Ca- not his calendar, his... Whatever that fucking... <laughs> the journal. God damn it. Anyway, it sounded, like, it sounded great. It sounded like a beautiful, beautiful experience. Like, it was, it was there. He was doing, living it. He was doing it. He was living it. You just keep looking, you keep looking past me to Dave. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> well, look in Dave's eyes. It feels like everything's going to be okay. That's true. <laughs> when I look in your eyes, madness is all I see. <laughs> yeah, it's about right. 
Uh, so he was, he was taking photos and documenting what he saw. He was having a, a bloody great time, uh, to be honest. <laughs> but you guys aren't here to hear about the good times. <laughs> no, no, we are. We no, that's no, no, no. So, so let's skip ahead a few months to when McCunn was starting to realise that the pilot who he'd made loose plans to come back to collect him in August wasn't going to arrive. Oh. This is what he wrote. Did he get a text? <laughs> Running late. <laughs> and it was L8. <laughs> Be there in mid-feb. <laughs> yeah, because uh, he, couldn't, he couldn't type out February. Oh. Oh, who could even say it? <laughs> so th- this is when he was starting to realise that. He wrote in his journal... I think I should have... I think like I... he's lost a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah, I think he has, yeah. I think I should have used more foresight about arranging my departure. I'll soon find out. I'm down to, be- <laughs> I'm down to beans now, just over a gallon. That may not last two weeks. I finished my rice yesterday. You just got a gallon of beans. How am I, I, that sounds like Fuck a lot to me. How, how my, I picture that as like a barrel. Oh, wait. Have you got some cheese and some, like, uh, you know, some bread? That could be all right. Maybe some guac. Oh, a bit of guac. No, he didn't have any oh, of that. Oh, no, that's gross then. Just, just, the, just the beans. If you can't make quesadillas. And I can't. What's the point of living? Good, very good point. I knew you were there to make the good point. All right. <laughs> Running low on provisions, uh, he realised... You he mean was beans? <laughs> be- running low on beans. <laughs> he realised that he was going to have to rely more heavily on hunting s- to survive. You've got a big fan of beans up the back corner. <laughs> I mean, it's a 4.30 show. <laughs> what are you doing? Let's fucking get around it, yeah! No... Uh, can a I have a show can for I, learning. Do you mind if I have a quick guess as to who that was? Was that Mr. John Perkins? <laughs> <laughs> He's a loose unit. Um, don't engage, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> the glass just hits here. <laughs> yeah, that was Dad. Yep. He's <laughs> got a bloody good arm, Johnny. Uh, so, yeah, so he realised he was going to have to rely more on hunting to survive. Uh, and then he wrote... I mean, he don't get down to two litres of beans and then think, I probably should have shot something. I mean... But not a lady moose. <laughs> a he, loose. He, he, he did... They're not all winners, OK? Comedy's hit and miss. I was, I was just about I'm to say... I'm doing my best. <laughs> This is a, this is a, I'm trying to teach Sorry. people Sorry. lessons about death. Um, <laughs> stop making light of it. Uh, so, yeah, so he realised he was going to have to... Uh, he did regret not killing that moose later on. Did he um, write that? Yeah, he wrote that. He said, I wish I killed that fucking moose. <laughs> what he said. Man, I, what wish he, that, I he hope said. they are my final words. But I, <laughs> I wish I killed that fucking moose. <laughs> Bang. I assume, I assume I've been shot by yeah. the moose. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when he was when he was starting to realise he needed to do some hunting, right? He wrote this. He goes, "I keep thinking of all the shotgun shells I threw away about two months ago. <laughs> Had five boxes, and when I kept seeing them sitting there, I felt rather silly for having brought so many. I felt like a real warmonger, so I threw them away." <laughs> Apparently he chucked him into the lake. Does this feel a bit like a Burke and Wills for you? Like, is this... It's like Burke and Wills, but somehow dumber. Yeah. No, don't say that. (laughs) He threw away the bullets with all that food that I decided I didn't need. (laughs) He he kept a handful of bullets. He kept some bullets, but he just chucked out most of them. Because, like, he could have buried them or just put them over there. He chucked them into the lake. What a maniac! Couldn't believe it. Oh, better than chucking him into a fire. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his journal was becoming less meticulous. Uh, early on, it was all neat block letters, but as it went That's on, it was just capitals. Like, Hungry. Yeah. Uh, by this mi- was bad idea. <laughs> by mid-org, he was. <laughs> <laughs> 
he wasn't uh, wasn't even dating his entries anymore. He just really bloody lost it. Dave. So how do we know it was mid-org? Yeah, well, that's a bloody guesstimate, mate. Um, uh, he was now having to spend a large portion of his days searching for food. Uh, he was shooting ducks and musk. Uh, muskrats with with the few bullets he had left and according to a new york times report was even drying the meat of a caribou that died in the lake so he was he was making it work caribou i think is like is that reindeer in australia it's an australian reindeer isn't it you said yes to australian reindeer you idiot (laughs) no you're right (laughs) oh boy it was meant to be joke anger and it just felt felt real didn't it (laughs) it felt real (laughs) Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. If it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, not in a way that's like, oh my God, it's expanding like yeah, yeah. More physically. Like it's growing more customers yes. for interest, not like it's going to explode. Yeah, not like it's a building that's like blowing up and yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. And I don't think they mean for marriage. You can sell your products on an online store, whether you sell physical or digital products, or you offer services like massage or oh. nails. Oh my gosh. Or uh, consulting. Should we, after this, get mani pedis? <laughs> Babe, I've already booked us in. <laughs> um, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. You know, what about blogging tools, you might be asking? I like to blog. I love to blog. I like to blog. I like to vlog. Yes. Well, Squarespace has powerful blogging tools to share stories, photos, videos, and updates. You can categorize, you can share, and schedule to make your content work for you. Scheduling is the best. Oh, it looks like Jess has just uploaded something. But it's like 3 a.m. in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the exact time I wanted to do it in New York City, baby. Exactly. Capture that New York market. Yeah. You mentioned vlogging as well. If you're into vlogging, you can organize your video library, showcase your content on beautiful video pages, sell access to your videos with member areas. The possibilities are endless. Now head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Uh, He was feeling increasingly anxious writing come on, please, don't leave me hanging and fretting like this. I didn't come out here for that, which I found surprising because when I visit Alaskan wilderness, I go for the hanging, but I stay for the fretting. (laughs) That was the closest thing to a joke that I wrote in this report. And when when you wrote that, what noise did you make afterwards? I went, oh, there's no time, keep writing. Show's about to start. Uh, he sort of yo-yoed between blaming himself and blaming his friends for his predicament. He wondered why... Okay, what? <laughs> How? I can't believe my friend Keith threw all my bullets in the river. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> Fuck you, Keith. Like, how is it anyone how is else's it fault? anyone's fault? Before he left, he, he labelled uh, on multiple maps his location and, and sent them to his family and friends. And he's like, surely they'd be wondering where I am by now. Surely they could have sent someone to have a look, right? But it turns out he said stuff to family and friends like, I don't know when I'll be back. Um, don't worry about me if I'm a bit late and stuff like that. So, <laughs> so you can sort of understand why they were confused. Um, but back in his hometown, his uh, friends were starting to become concerned and they contacted the Alaska State Troopers to see if they would go and check in on him. And they did. A trooper named David Hamilton set off to fly over McCunn's camp to check on him. When McCunn heard the aeroplane overhead, it must have been such a sweet sound. Like, he's like, I've been saved. This is so good. He grabbed his sleeping bag, which is orange, which is the apparently some sort of a international colour for I'm fucked or something. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he was swinging it around his head, right? Um, and then the uh, 
and then he tried to get the pilot's attention, which he did. In his journal, though, he wrote this. He wrote, Unfortunately, it was on wheels and couldn't land. Um, so I stopped waving it after its first pass, then got busy packing things up and getting ready to break camp. So he's like, they've seen me. They'll come back. They've got wheels, so they need the sled thing or whatever to land. They'll so come back with an appropriate plan yeah. for me. <laughs> um, so so uh, while he was waiting, McCunn kept packing his camp down while he waited for the pilot to organise a plane with appropriate landing gear to arrive. But as the hours passed by, he started to wonder if the plane was going to return at all riding. As sunset approached, I began to doubt if the pilot took me serious. I certainly hope he doesn't. He didn't think that I'm uh, that me having stopped waving meant I thought he might have been someone else at first or something. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god! No, this is good for the gene pool. Get rid of him. <laughs> the the plane never did return, and realizing this a few days later, McCunn was saddened, or in his words, totally disappointed, bummed out, and somewhat worried. <laughs> D- that's a direct quote. From our Valley Boy, um, I'm really gl- I'm glad he died because he would be terrible on Twitter. He would be really, really. <laughs> he's writing. So. He's he's actually a really nice writer. But anyway, I think he was a truck driver by trade. A truck driver. <laughs> yes. Is that true? I think so. I, re- I read that in one place. All right. I'm not going to put my life on it. But I think so. Uh, it wasn't Look until later. So he so he's now a bit despondent. He's like fucking plane they obviously misunderstood me right but it wasn't until later when he noticed the distress signal guide printed on his hunting license that he figured out what happened this is what he said i recall riding my right hand shoulder high shaking my fist on the on the plane's second pass it was like a cheer like what you do when your team scored a touchdown or something turns out that's the signal for all okay do not wait So, what's, sorry, talk us through, what's the signal again? <laughs> Fist pumping is, I'm all good. <laughs> yeah, apparently. apparently. Um, so then he went on to say a sentence that maybe is the weirdest one of the report. He said, they probably blew me off as a weirdo. <laughs> obviously, I've, n- I've never heard it in that context before. Um, it's Far so- out. He said, it's certainly my fault I'm here now. Exclamation mark. Bloody hell, mate. Um, probably be another five months before another plane passes over. He was actually about 50 miles from the, the nearest uh, plane route, so there was, it was very unlikely that a plane would just fly overhead. So if it, if it was coming, it would be on purpose, you know? And that one was looking for him? That one was looking for him, oh, yes. Oh. But they saw him do a fist pump and went... He's all right. Oh, good. They also saw that he had heaps of firewood stacked up. Uh, his tent was there. Heaps of beans. Yeah, they, they, s- they saw a river full of bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. No one Keep who going. Need, is in trouble throws their bullets away. Yeah, exactly. He's got too many bullets. <laughs> so when he when he realised when he realised that he'd accidentally made the signal for fuck off I'm all right, he goes. <laughs> he he wrote. I really feel like a klutz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what a, that must have been that's got to be one of the worst roller coaster rides of emotion ever going <laughs> I'm saved oh, oh. no <laughs> yeah real roller coaster you know those roller coasters you're on where you're like whoa oh, no <laughs> on again uh, the weather was now getting harsher the lake froze over so we're moving back into winter months and he was having to compete with foxes and wolves for food things were getting colder and more miserable for McCunn and he was writing, or wrote, It's been a terrible day for me and I won't go into it. (laughs) 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 I like this guy. (laughs) What was he he hoping for? Come back around, he's the best. (laughs) Hoping like some sort of one of the foxes would come up and be like, nah, mate, tell us about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. He's an attention-seeking teenager. I'm not talking about it. Yeah. I'm not talking about it. <laughs> no, I'm fine. <laughs> There's no one there. Oh, he's the best. I'm he, on Teen McCunny now. <laughs> he, 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 he wrote that he's, uh, he's getting more fr- frostbitten every day. 
and he only had beans left, which he'd, we'd already mentioned. <laughs> he said, he, honestly, he was scared for his life, but I won't give up, he said. I That's won't give line. up. Yep. He started listening to a lot of pink. Yeah. <laughs> he's feeling very motivated. <laughs> She's very motivated. I was going to say, he's pink motivational. Oh, yeah. He kept thinking, I am going to come up and get this party started. <laughs> only pink song I could think of. It really was. It was the only one. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie's Angels soundtrack? No, they don't, knew the song, Dave. Don't leave me hanging on this one. Everyone I feel like I've disappointed all the fucking pink fans. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am. I'm really sorry. I am. He started setting up traps to catch rabbits and squirrels, and the traps worked, but often by the time he got there to collect the carcasses, he found that he was beaten there by a wolf or a fox, and they only left (laughs) rabbit feet or heads. Which are lucky. (laughs) And that's what he had to eat. Um, With the note said, sucked in again. Uh, he also he coordinated a squirrel one time, uh, writing that he didn't find it very satisfying, saying it was only a tease. Even when you chew... It's <laughs> only a tease, meaning for, like, hunger-wise, only a tease that it would fill him up. All right, then use the word snack. <laughs> he said even, even when you chew and swallow all the bones oh. too. Oh. So he was getting pretty desperate, I guess, by this stage. Um... He wrote of shooting and eating a fox, eating all parts, including the tongue, heart, and liver. What the guy who wrote about this, he goes, as well as all the normal parts of the body. (laughs) I like that 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 guy thinks of a heart as being an abnormal part of a body. All right. Uh, Things got so desperate that he ate his condiments, including including salt, pepper, and thyme. I was certain you were going to say he ate uh, all his condoms. (laughs) I was certain. I was certain. (laughs) (laughs) Which makes uh, time look a lot uh, nicer to me. Yeah. It really does. He said he he ate the condiments even though he knew they wouldn't be very filling. He was just trying to let his stomach know that he was still there. (laughs) It knows! So he ate the salt. (laughs) Yeah, that's a that's a fantastic idea. (laughs) Eat a bunch of salt. He even he started peeling bark off trees and eating that. But now he doesn't have any condiments to put on it. (laughs) Salt on bark is delicious. (laughs) Surely you spread the condiments out. Don't eat them in. Don't shot them. That's weird. He was starting to have dizzy spells, saying, I feel miserable. Have had the chills upon awakening for the past three days. But I I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) I can't take much more of this. (laughs) Can't stop thinking about using the bullet. Oh, no. Oh, Matt. (laughs) You guys know how this ends, right? (laughs) Fuck, sorry. All right. Big surprise coming. Three happy topics is what you promised. Uh, life was becoming grim for McCunn, I would say. <laughs> that's, that's my own editorialising there, but I think I, I'm, I'm going out on a limb there. Uh, he was running out of faith and the will to go on, writing, fell to my knees today on the lake and begged God's help and mercy. I'm sure he heard me, but I don't know if he should have any reason to want to help. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I feel so many things right now. I know, like, the human part of me is like, this poor bass, and the other part's like, oh! Because, you know, if you knew him in real life, he'd just suck so much. Just be such a suck. I mean, he's he's in a pretty tough... Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there was only one person that put him in that tough situation. Yeah. Um, Art. Mm. Yeah, his, his friend Keith. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Keith. The weather, the weather deteriorated further, and so did his will to live. Uh, he was out of food, and with a fire burning the last fuel that he had, McCunn wrote his final journal entry. Oh, God. And burning the last of my emergency Coleman light, and just fed the fire the last of my split wood. When the ashes cool, I'll be cooling along with them. He's like quite a great writer. That's a really nice line, right? Isn't that kind of beautifully written? (laughs) 
You heard that groan, yeah? I thought that was the groan of delight. You You did this to us. Oh, look, he's not done. He's still talking. Let, him, let the man speak. It's his last words and you're bloody even still talking over him. Female privilege, am I right? <laughs> Everyone looked at your face, <laughs> waiting for the regret. I was really counting on, uh, on, on, our, on our great listeners and their understanding of irony. <laughs> but I was disappointed yet again, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> he, <laughs> he, went, he went on to say, I chickened out once already, but I don't want to go through the chills again. They say it doesn't hurt, and people who, who have died and been revived recall a relaxed and wonderful free-floating feeling. Dear God in heaven, I don't know why he's writing to God in his journal. Well, anyway, make, dear God, God in heaven, anything. please forgive me my weakness and my sins. Suicide's a sin. Please look over. He didn't write that. Please look over. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote that in very small writing. <laughs> please look over my family, huh? Selfless. Why are you justifying it to me? Because I don't I'm know. on Team McCunny. Oh, you are too. He also wrote a message to his father attaching it to his driver's licence to help identify him, I assume. Um, <laughs> you wrote, I assume, shut in the there. F- you shut the... You shut up. <laughs> I read whatever is written. <laughs> I, I don't... Look, that was... That was a matter of hours ago and I don't recall that, but anyway. <laughs> I wrote through the night. I lost hope in, in stages... Uh, so much so that I threw some pens in the lake. <laughs> Riff King, all right. Uh, in the note, he left his belongings to his father and also said that whoever found him could take his guns as some sort of reward, I guess. Gee, thanks. W- was that? This, I killed myself with this. <laughs> Yours now. <laughs> what, but was that written in someone else's handwriting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give the guy who found me uh, Just give him the guns <laughs> Says here I could take these guns yeah. <laughs> He also left me his house and his wife <laughs> ah, you, read the, you've already, you read ahead <laughs> <laughs> uh, In Feb Thank you, 1982 1982, Jess A good year Some of you have been waiting for that And now can leave <laughs> The rest of the show See ya uh, approximately two to three months after his final note, Alaska State Troopers found his uh, tent zipped up. They cut into it and found McCunn's emaciated and frozen body. So they didn't use the zip. <laughs> I had, I had the exact same thought. I mean, if, if he's still in there, they've just destroyed a man's tent. All right, this building has a door. We better blow up the side of it. That's amazing. And with the knife, they cut into him as they <laughs> ripped it down. <laughs> yeah, that, no, I that thought was already I, there. I'm assuming it was frozen over or something, but they did not make mention of that. So, yeah, good, good question. Well asked. Well done. Um, so they, and the journal was just sitting right there next to him, obviously. Um, that's where he would have left it. Didn't have time to move it after the end. Um, <laughs> according to the New York Times... He died in a wilderness camp near a nameless lake in a nameless valley, 225 miles northeast of Fairbanks. Somebody named the lake. Feels like he probably deserves it as much as anyone. Is it, not named, is it named after him now? As far as I know, it's still unnamed. Lake oh, McCunn. Actually, no, to be honest, uh, this article I'm <laughs> referencing was from 1982. So <laughs> <laughs> things may have changed. Uh, in, in the journal, he also named Rory Crookshank as the man... He had expected to return to take him home. Oh, in oh, name and shame. Huh, Rory? Where were you? Um, so, yeah, apparently they discussed it uh, before he left. Um, uh, and this all led to a, the, coroner, uh, the coroner's inquest, which found that Cookshank was innocent of any responsibility. During the inquest, multiple witnesses testified that no plans were locked in for Cookshank to return to collect McCunn. Um, so it's, it's interesting, right? He, he really did plan out his trip 
really meticulously everything he brought along he seemed like he really knew what he was doing parts of the story that i didn't mention he he like uh built his own bed uh when the weather was turning he knew to dig four feet down to make some sort of a trench uh he he um didn't kill a, a moose uh, there's lots of <laughs> lots of things yeah i just didn't um no there yeah, were like there was a bunch of stuff that flight. made me think like oh this this guy knows what he's doing <laughs> but yeah the return flight Feels fairly important. Yeah, like I reckon it's even you know it's it's pretty ca- courageous to get a one way ticket to Europe or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah. Either way, could, what if you rang out of cash? Rang out of ca- all right. Um, <laughs> nearly at the end here. <laughs> um, so yeah, he planned out his trip so meticulously, even uh, marking his campsite on those maps, sending them to friends. But saying, don't worry about it. But failed to organise what I would argue is one of the key elements of a successful trip like this and that was to get away home mm. right. agree with me there i um, mean i literally said that about a minute ago so yep but do you agree with me i <laughs> <laughs> uh, seem to think that the plans had been made though um he, he wrote so in the journal obviously that he thought um Crookshank you would though wouldn't you but he like you'd blame someone else maybe but you're gonna die anyway so surely why would you push that guilt on so someone? you look like a hero Oh, this guy comes off very heroically. Yeah, right yeah. Um, He's nailed that, hasn't he? But, He's but, nailed a, but apart from those things, it sounds like he was a bit confused because he also wrote in his journal uh, that Crookshank told me not to count on his help as he may be in Anchorage working. What? Hang on, what? He told... He said in his own journal that Crookshank had told him not to count on him because he may be away working. Okay, and then when he was blaming at the end, did he say, uh, ignore page 86? <laughs> redacted, redacted, yeah. He's like crossing that out. <laughs> he may be away. He may be away. Wow. Uh, the coroner also found that McCunn's death was a suicide, um, which I, I felt like that was a bit of an, an open and, and shut sort of case. Um, <laughs> obviously, he was, in a, he was in an area, he died of a, a bullet wound. And he was in an area without any other human. So unless it was the moose. (laughs) (laughs) Say it into the... I hope that picked it up. That's good stuff. It had to be the moose. Yeah. But he spared the moose. Yeah, that would have been real dog act by the moose. (laughs) Maybe the wolf. I I mean, he also could have blamed this Crookshank bloke and said, Crookshank's got a gun to my head. Oh no, he's going to kill me. Dot, dot, dot. And he'd be like, fucking got him. Fucking got him. And it, but then his mistake was that he wrote, bang, I'm dead now. <laughs> and that's what gave it away. <laughs> um, at, the, at the time, McCunn's dad, uh, Donovan, said, if anything comes of his death, it will be to caution other people not to get in the same circumstances. If only we can keep one person from going through what that kid went through. It'll all be worth it. He didn't say that last bit. Surely he would never have thought it would be worth it. But <laughs> what the fuck have well, you done? Well, it just—I mean, it was just. <laughs> okay, so that—that that is my report on the death of Carl McCunn. Right on, Mr. Matt. You could—you could argue, and some—some some might. I don't know. So you could argue. Oh, now you look at me. It was a little dark in parts. <laughs> right. So I thought I'd I'd end the show, or at least the report, with some fun facts. Uh, these fun facts are about the state of Alaska. There's no. <laughs> there's no fun facts about McCann. I'm afraid. Let's go bigger. Let's go broader. All right. So Alas- Alaska, the funnest state of all. Yeah. Fun Alaskan facts. Are you pumped? I'm excited. Obviously, I'm Jess decides what's fun facts yeah. and what's not, but um, I'm pretty confident of these ones. <laughs> Here are my fun facts. All right, how about this one? <laughs> it is illegal to whisper in someone's ear while they are moose hunting in Alaska. <laughs> fun fact. Guy, all right. 
I I don't know if anyone, I honestly assumed that was an earthquake. Legit, it went. I went. All right. Be calm. Ooh, okay. Seriously, I thought it was a fucking earthquake. How did you have that ready so fast? This is like the time he played Anastasia. He is good. He is, he is very, one of your very best good in the And okay. he, in his defence, when he played Anastasia, I also assumed it was some sort of earthquake. It was, <laughs> it was crazy, Danny. Okay. Oh my god. So right. you can't you can't whisper in someone's ear, but what if you're whispering, I think it's a lady moose? <laughs> That's important. Yeah. That's important. Or, or like <laughs> don't shoot, it's a child. <laughs> like, Darren. <laughs> suddenly I'm going to jail for whispering. It's a fuck state, I told you that. I told you that. So just to be clear, are we gonna hear that earthquake sound every time there's a fun? No, we're not. We're le- we're not. No promises either way. (laughs) (laughs) Let's all find out together. Yeah, was the fact fun? That was fun. I'd say that's pretty fun. That's pretty fun. I haven't had a fun fact that got the fun approval from you in a long time. I'm a tough judge. My... My the way I figure it out though is like would I tell that at a dinner party? Because I get a lots of dinner parties, you see. <laughs> Why is that funny? <laughs> I'm sophisticated. I mean you, you prob- fucks. <laughs> you probably won't tell that fact now, just in case some sort of earthquake sound <laughs> immediately follows it. It's very triggering. It to me. summons an earthquake. <laughs> Alright, next fun fact. Next alleged fun fact. Uh, Alaska has the lowest population density of any state in America. If New York City had had the same population no, density of, as Alaska, only 16 people would be living in Manhattan. That's not fun. Fun fact! That is amazing! <laughs> he didn't you knew even it was turn com- it down. You knew it was coming and some people still visibly recoiled. <laughs> How come you're now judging if they're fun or not? That, that is fun. Only 16 people would live in Manhattan. That's amazing. Yeah, that's, isn't that fun? What a fun time. <laughs> I did. I considered making them all dull like that, but I, <laughs> I found too many good ones. These last two are crackers. All right. <laughs> all right, you ready for another one? Ready. Oh, yeah, so you're saying that was not... That was not fun. Okay. One from two. Pretty happy with that. Here we go. The Alaskan town of Talkeetna had a cat named Stubbs as its honorary mayor for 15 years. <laughs> Fun fact! Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is a fun fact. Look at him, little mayor. Little cat mayor. How do you do, mayor? Some He's sitting at his desk. <laughs> it's very fucking good. fucking paperwork all day. Oh, I'm under the pub. I'm the mayor! That's a sitcom, nobody else do it. I'm writing it. I've got a question. Was he voted out or did he die? <laughs> 15 years? Did you say 15 years? 15's pretty yeah, good. I think he died. died. I think he probably died. No, there's a, there's a rule in that town you can only do um, 15 years. <laughs> That's reasonable. It's yeah. now a. another cat. Alright. Um. You couldn't think of another animal. I, c- I could. Go on now. Do one. I, think, I mean, I'm thinking moose, but it feels like moose has been done. Okay. What, cats and... Yeah, having a moose mess. Just give, me, just give me another lead in. Let's see how we go here. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's raining, cats and... Dice! <laughs> <laughs> it was worth a bloody shot. All right. Uh, Last one. That, that joke, we could tell who actually listens to the Patreon shout-outs at the end of our show oh, yeah. and who skips those. So about this area here, everyone else absolutely skips that every week. So there you go. It's also the name of the guy who was suggested this topic, Matt Dosh. <laughs> Thanks so much for doing that, Matt. Dosh. That sounds like you're talking to yourself. <laughs> Good job, Matt. You're the best one. Uh, on finally, the here's the last Matt. final fact, JP. Sorry, I was just Popper. talking, but all right. Yep. I'll take it from here, thank you. Um, Feminism. <laughs> well, sorry, what were you saying? No, it doesn't matter. Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't like it when we fight, do they? Lucky we never do. <laughs> Final uh, possible fun fact. Yes. Uh, apparently it is, a, it is legal to shoot bears in Alaska. Mm-hmm. But not 
Not Lady Moose. Oh my god. I wish that was that's so oh. much <laughs> so much more fun than this. No, go on. Alright, I'm gonna incorporate that in. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna his Everyone mem- just, his just memory, take five. Memory's very small. <laughs> Great, let's okay. All right, let's see what this one is. Okay. <laughs> you guys are seeing comedy happen live. Last one. <laughs> Amazing. You forgot to do inverted commas. Comedy. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> last p- potential fun fact here. Apparently it is legal to shoot bears in Alaska, but waking a sleeping bear to take a photograph of them is prohibited, as is shooting lady moose. <laughs> Fun fact! <laughs> and, and that is the end of the report. Uh, well done, Matt Round of applause! Give it to Webby. <laughs> I think the highlight for me was the earthquake sound. <laughs> that was so terrifying. <laughs> But I feel like we've, we've all learned a lot today, especially uh, not, what not to do in Alaska. <laughs> so if one person can learn from this, remember what his dad said. Yeah. It'll all be worth it that my <laughs> kid is dead. <laughs> <laughs> that whole family's fucked. You're paraphrasing there, to be honest. <laughs> Dave, are you going to wrap this shit up or what? Well, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if you will allow me to wrap this shit up... Uh, before we go, can we have a uh, big round of applause to Shane Dunlop for recording these on film? Thank you, Shane. <laughs> Jeremy Webb on tech. Thank you, Webby. Hey, Webby. He's the earthquake guy. Uh, thanks to Carl Chandler for organising all this a million great podcasts uh, down here at the European Beer Cafe. So please do check those out. But until next week, we'll say thank you and I'll say goodbye. goodbye. Bye. Also, thank you, Bianca Bradland. Yeah, thank you, Bianca, too. Bye bye. What a fun show that was. Hey, it's me, Matt, back in the studio, sitting here all by myself. Not sad. Feel real good. It feels good. What a fun... That was a really fun episode. Anyway, um, at the end of the episode, what we normally do is we thank our Patreon supporters. Um, If you want to be a Patreon supporter, you can check it out at uh, patreon.com slash dogoonpod. There's all these things you can get, like bonus episodes. We're now doing two bonus episodes a month. I also do an infrequent newsletter catch-up. Uh, we do some live videos, uh, video chat things, and a few other little bits and pieces. Um, and basically, uh, you're the guys who keep the show afloat, which we really appreciate. Thank you so much for that. Uh, if you want to contact us elsewhere, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. All of it is uh, do go on pod. Um, but yeah, normally at the end of the episodes, we like to thank uh, some Patreon supporters. Uh, I've got three lined up here. It's bloody, it's way harder to do without the others to make it funny, but um, this is just going to be super sincere. Normally we'd make it some sort of a game. Uh, I don't know what kind of game we could do today. Maybe it's um, <laughs> maybe it's what crucial mistake uh, would these Patreon supporters make if they were going uh, to live in Alaska for a month by themselves, all right? Obviously our man McCunny, he, uh, he forgot to book a flight home. Uh, which turned out to be a mistake, you could argue. Um, I haven't thought this through, but hopefully my riffing brain is on. Uh, I'm doing this in the morning and it probably isn't. Anyway, I'm babbling now. Sorry about that. I'd love to thank uh, from bloody hell, Wigton, Cumbria, Mr. Ross McFadzian. Ross McFadzian. That's a sick name. It says Wigton, Cumbria. Let me look it up. I'm fascinated by Wigton. (laughs) Okay, Wikipedia. If it's got a Wikipedia page, that means it's a legit place. It's a market town in Cumbria, England. Historically, in Cumberland. It lies just outside the lake. Ah, oh, the beautiful lake district. Right. Love that area. Had some great times around there. All right, Wigton. Sick name. I wonder if there it is. It was like... Because, you know, towns are normally based on the, the name. I wonder if it was like... It's a shortening of Wigtown. That's where all the wigs... 
I look, I don't, I, I don't want to jump to conclusions, but I'm pretty sure that was where wigs were invented. Ross McFadzian, please uh, email in to let us know. Now, I'd say Ross's, obviously, this just goes without saying, Ross's crucial mistake he made uh, when he went in the alternative universe where he went to live in Alaska by himself for a while, he forgot to pack enough warm wigs and he died of heat loss out of his head. Yep, that is what I'm going with. I have the ability to stop and do it again, but I I will not do it. This is one take Matt Stewart here. That's what they call me. Thanks so much, Ross. You fucking legend. Love your work. McFadzian. McFadzian. So good. Uh, I'd also love to thank, from Vandenberg, California, Jessica Gibbons. Jess, thanks so much for your support, you legend. Let me look up Vandenberg AF. B C A. Ah, AFB is Air Force Base. Bloody hell, the picture on the Wikipedia is like a rocket launcher. From space. Air Force Base. It's the jurisdiction of the 30th Space Wing. Fucking hell, that sounds cool. It's a missile testing base. Holy shit. You're probably real smart. Uh, Jessica Gibbons, what crucial mistake would you make? A rocket scientist, I assume. Uh, you obviously uh, did not book your return rocket home. Can you get a rocket to Alaska? See, I don't, these are the things I don't know. I've never lived on a rocket launching base, certainly not in Vandenberg, California. Hopefully I'm allowed to be saying these things. Let us know and I'll take this all down. This is... Hopefully not secret. Fuck, would it be? Hmm. <laughs> anyway, Jessica, thanks so much for your support. It is That is so cool to know that someone is watching rockets go off while listening to our stupid show. What a funny mix of things. Uh, I'd also love to thank, from just not just around the corner from here in Vermont, South Victoria, I'd love to thank Georgia Cowling. Thanks so much for your support, Georgia Cowling. Vermont South, I mean, I, it is not far from here, but I'll see if it's got a Wikipedia page anyway. Oh, it does. That's great. Uh, it's a suburb of Melbourne, 20 kilometres east of Melbourne's central business district. All right. I mean, no rocket launching there or anything too exciting. History. Uh, Wurundjeri. It was Wurundjeri land. Hunters and gatherers. First settlers were woodcutters and charcoal burners. Okay. That's a... Wow, charcoal burners was a thing that people did for a living? Okay. Hey, Georgia, are you a charcoal burner? Thanks so much for uh, your support. That is so cool. Hopefully, maybe you're even at the live show. If not, hopefully you're at one of the ones coming up. Please do come and say hello. Um, I'd love to thank you for your support. You haven't given me anything obvious there. I need something obvious to work off. Vermont South. All right. Now, obviously, being a Melbourneian, uh, your crucial mistake was that you forgot to uh, pack a bloody good quality uh, coffee, barista-grade coffee machine maker, am I right? You just didn't get your bloody caffeine hit in the morning and you just weren't yourself. So uh, that was your big mistake and you ended up throwing uh no you yeah you threw your coffee machine in the lake when you felt weird or something fuck this is good this is good solid riffing thank you so much georgia cowling you legend georgia jessica ross three of the best so sorry that you weren't here a week where dave and jess didn't get to read out your names hopefully you're not too shattered about that um let us know obviously if it, it, it is a real big issue for you i'll i'll um i'll get them to do it on a future week I really will do that. Thanks so much for your support. Love that. Love that so much. Uh, we'll be back next week with another live episode. I think, I forget whose reporter will be. I guess it's Jess's or Dave's. Anyway, we'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening and talk soon. Bye. Laters. This 
podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. It's not optional. You have to do it. <laughs> we used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.